I'm very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product that you've discovered. I am so excited about this product, Stephen. It's so new to the pageant planet, but it is so valuable. So we have started through our VIP membership, um, and this is actually for all contestants of any age, any division, any system. It's a one-on-one coaching call, and you can actually purchase it individually. So it's a 20-minute session with one of our expert coaches to go through any questions, concerns, challenges you're facing in your preparation, and just give you that extra set of expert eyes to make sure you are crossing your T's and dotting your I's. So with that, like, what if it's a male contestant or, you know, a mom that's looking for additional help for her three-year-old daughter, you know, all that, all that's covered? Absolutely. So we have clients as young as two years old, and we have dabbled in the male pageant sphere. So we can cover, again, any age, any pageant system. And if we're not familiar with the system, we will educate ourselves to make sure that we are ready and able to give you the best advice possible based on the history and the preference of your individual system. That's awesome. And you know, because if you don't know, I mean, there's no one coach on the planet who's an expert in every and every pageant, because honestly, there's just too many. So um, what do you do? Do you reach out to the director? Do you ask them what they're looking for in a title holder? And and how does that kind of uh, virtual handshake work? Sure. Um, Well, the first thing we do is we ask for your pageant paperwork. If you have any from pageants past or any kind of a draft you have working from, and then we are happy to reach out to the director, do research um, online, whether it's the website or their social media. And then the last thing we can always do is reach out to present or past national title holders, because who knows better than those that have lived it. So we are happy to take that extra step to make sure your preparation is thorough and exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, we, we've done this in the past with like, you know, National American Miss. If we had a question about their rules, we reached out to you know, Steve and Kathleen or whomever. And then we've also done this a lot with other organizations. Like if we don't know, we just reach out. And thankfully, because of the influence of our brand, like we can do that. And I mean, everybody is pretty comfortable because the director wants to give us the right information to give their girls or, or their guys. Um so how can they find out about this? And if they're a VIP member, like how does it work for them and, and what's the cost? So this is an add-on item for anyone. Like I mentioned, it is available for existing VIP members who get unlimited mock interview coaching. This is a nice add-on to to make sure that you are well-rounded in your preparation. But for even any of our readers or our followers, this is an item you can purchase. It's only $25. Like I said, it's a 20-minute session. And you know, your friends, your family, your existing coaches, they may be getting comfortable with you and you want to be challenged or you might be getting used to their particular type of questioning. So this is something that you can get out of your comfort zone and get one more perspective before pageant day. Or if you wanted to do monthly, that would be a great option as well. Um, And you can find it by visiting thepageantplanet.com slash pageant dash coaching. Awesome. And I did have one last question. Is it video or is it just phone call? How does that work? I'm glad you asked. So we do all of our coaching sessions, both mock interviews and coaching through a online portal. You don't even have to download a program. You click a link and it brings you right to a video conferencing software. So you will be face to face with that coach and have some great video and audio interface. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Steven. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. 
Former Miss International and Pageant Planners Queen of Coaching, Jesse Ledoux and yours truly, are going to cover the secret weapons of pageant interviews. So, Jesse, um, welcome to the call. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Awesome. Thanks so much. And um, so we're going to divulge in the, the secret weapons of pageant interviews. So why don't you go ahead and kind of get us started here and get the ball rolling? Sure. So what I hear most, the most common mistake that contestants make in pageant interview is uh, what sounds really obvious, but just answering the question. And yes, you absolutely want to answer that question in interview, but so many contestants miss the boat on taking it to the next level and being in control. And that's really about sharing with the judges what you want them to hear. So Stephen, in your pageant experience as an expert, um, what do you think is the most important thing for young women to to get across in pageant interview. So in interview, I'm I'm basically I'm looking for a girl that markets, um, that knows a little thing or two about marketing or advertising because I want her to basically increase the amount of numbers that a pageant director mm-hmm. is going to have. Like if I choose her as that title holder. Um, and the second thing I'm looking for is reliability. I mean, does she have a proven track record of working hard, sticking to her word, and, and things of that nature? That is completely right on, Stephen. I tell girls that are competing in pageants, they're working on their interview skills. Their first secret weapon of the two we're going to talk about today is the word already. If a contestant walks in an interview and they can say, well, here's what I have already done. To your point, they're not only proving that they're marketable and then they have a history of contacts and experiences they can speak to, but they're also proving that you know they've walked the walk they're talking the talk now and you can trust them to move forward. So to your point, that's completely true. It's that reliability. I can see her doing this work and I believe in her. The second is being able to, it's so important to look for your title holder plan. And and Stephen, I'd love to hear your opinion on what you think sets a girl apart that has a plan versus one that doesn't. So... <laughs> The girl that uses vague generalities screams to me, you have no plan whatsoever. And it's kind of like if a guy comes up to you and he says, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful, right? Or (laughs) you're like so pretty or something like that. He seems inauthentic because it's vague. But if a guy walks up to you and says, Jesse, I really love the color of your eyes. I mean, I'm telling you, those are the most beautiful eyes I've, I've ever seen. Like, have a nice day. I just want to let you know. And you walk away, you, you feel like really empowered. Like, wow, he really noticed a specific attribute about me and it, it creates that authenticity. So vague to me is inauthentic. Specific is authentic. So when I ask a girl what like, okay, if you were going to be the next XYZ title holder, how would you market this plan or this pageant? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'd share stuff on social media. I'd go around and I would spread oh my the gosh, word that's the everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, you have no idea what you would do if you were crowned. It's basically what you're telling me. But mm-hmm. if I asked that same question and then she said specifically, Well, I would reach out to Pageant Planet, if I'm in the room or not, right? Like reach out to Pageant Planet, who's a media resource for all things pageantry, and I would get an interview with them, and then I would drive traffic, and I would make sure that the pageant is um, updated in the directory so that girls would know how 
to find this pageant because that's the place where everybody hangs out and they have the only interactive directory online. And it'd be a great, easy spot for you to pick up extra contestants. And oh, yeah, by the way, I already checked it out before interview and you're not on there. So <laughs> in five minutes, you could on there and you could be having a ton of free exposure. Like that's to me, somebody that's like, wow, okay, she's got her stuff together. Oh my gosh, you've done this before, Stephen, haven't you? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Well, you're you're so right. And some of my least favorite phrases are, um, I want to share my story and I want to be a role model. And I always tell contestants, if I can literally pick up your answer and put it in the mouth of another contestant and it makes enough sense where it could come out of theirs too, it's not a good enough answer. Oh, that's good. So it's about... Yeah, it's about making sure that those judges know that there's something unique about you to set you apart. And um, can you think of any really awesome answers, Stephen, you've heard? Because I know you've judged a few times. Yeah, one of the best, honestly, one of the best things, and it's not even just using my my site, but the girl, and maybe it sticks out just because she used Pageant Planet, but she... What I mentioned there, she said, minus the directory, because at the time we didn't have the directory, but she said, well, Stephen, you've got the largest resource in pageantry. So the first thing I would do, since you're a judge, is I would reach out to you directly to get an interview to increase the exposure of like you being here at this pageant. And then I would do a call to action, like to have girls um, contact the director for more information. And then secondly, she said, I would also create business cards and every pretty girl that I saw in the mall or, or like, yeah, she said in the mall, I would walk up and say, Hey, I'm going to give up my crown in August. Here's my card. I want you to take my crown, like compete in the pageant and the card Mm -hmm. had the pageant information. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's great. Like two really Mm -hmm. great ideas. So, um, that was something that specifically worked because she was in fact specific. Yeah. And that's so true. And I mean, we're not talking about the third secret weapon of interview today, but we can touch on it briefly because you brought it up. It's think like a business person. You are not just a pageant contestant when you are uh, competing to win a pageant, correct? You are a business person, a spokesperson for that organization, to your point, Stephen. So it's so important to show us the past, the present, and the future. And contestants that are successful are doing those three things. The ones that are falling flat or are not seeing themselves rise in the ranks are not able to evolve. So it's those conversations of, okay, where have I been and what did that teach me? What am I doing now and how can I leverage that into a successful state, national, international title holder? Yeah. Now, do you have kind of a a way that girls can do this? Because some of these email or some of these interviews are, they're pretty short. You know, you got mm-hmm. like three minutes for an or nam a minute. Um, is there a way to somewhat do this in that short amount of time? Yes, we are giving away so many secret weapons, Stephen. Okay, um, <laughs> pull me back, pull me back if I need to. <laughs> So no, actually, you're so right. There is a way to do it because those interviews are so short. I I tell my contestants to identify three key components about themselves that they need need the judges to know about them that help illustrate all those points we just talked about, right? And I call those their happy place. So find your happy place within your interview 
And then we do an exercise where it's all about control. Learn how to answer the question because that's the, the first tell all that you're not prepared is not answering the question. Learn how to answer the question, but then be able to control it enough to spin it into one of those three things. So we take questions out of left field to really make them creative because you have to be able to think on a moment's notice. You have to be able to react and you have to be able to deliver. Um, so I remember my first two, I had five judges in my interviews. I had to, around Robin style. And the first two, I had a great conversation. I got a couple of great things across. I was myself. And I'm sitting there, my third, I'm sitting there back to back with my third judge. And I said, holy moly, get yourself together because you have missed too many opportunities. And I got in the zone and I sat down and I was in control. There's a total difference between, again, just answering questions and being in control of the interview. Would you agree? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, when a girl sits down and she's basically, she's on purpose. She's not just like, eh whatever you ask me, it goes. It's like, no, I, I need you to know this about myself. She leads you down mm-hmm. a trail. She's like, she grab, <laughs> she grabs your words and she leads you down a trail and you're like, oh, that's the question you wanted me to ask you. You know, <laughs> so I find myself asking that question and then she has a knock out of the park type of answer. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you mentioned um, a young woman referenced you and the site and your abilities in one of your interviews. So most contestants don't actually know who their judge is going into a pageant. So if you're listening, don't panic if you don't get that list, because it's really great to be able to relate with your judges, but it's not an 100% necessity. And I see a lot of contestants where if the judges list is revealed, they spend the entire night before interviews studying those bios, finding common ground, and just don't, unless you really have a passion for that person and that interest, leave that at the door and focus on your job, which is, again, if we're staying consistent today, it's the past, the present, and the future, and being able to create the links within those. Yeah, and it comes across as inauthentic. Like, if you're totally. like, yeah, pageant blog, and you're just not interested in that at all, or, mm-hmm. you know, I used to own a football team, so if you try to talk about football, football doesn't even really interest me. So to talk about it, you know, just because that's on my bio, you would think that that would be a passion of mine, but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, I don't really follow football. I mean, now. Um, so it, you could be way off. Somebody can have an experience, but that doesn't mean like who that doesn't represent who they are. But let me k- k- what did you want to say something before I ask you a question? Well, I was going to tell a funny story okay. because, you know, I'm full of them in this yes. pageant world. There was a contestant that I had met um, in a pageant and she had, was one of those people that studied the judges. Like there was no tomorrow. She walked out of interview and she confused two people and she, she knew she was like, I completely bombed my interview because I thought one judge was another. And I brought up something that was something else. And at that point it's the interview is no longer about you as a contestant. It's about them. And you've already lost if you've lost control at that level. So that's all I was going to say. It's a funny story, but it's a sad story, but it's oh, a real story. Gosh. I mean, the secondhand embarrassment that I feel, uh, yeah. It's, Are you blushing? A little bit, a little bit. But, you know, I, I think that any great communicator, uh, and this is something, if you have had a crazy interview experience or a public speaking experience, I, I'm not able to speak for you, Jesse, obviously, for myself and many other orators that I've talked to or public speakers, whatever, they've all had those really super embarrassing moments. Um, but it seems to be part of the journey to make you better at what you do. 
you know, it's just kind of. Oh, completely. And that's what pageantry is all about. It's being able to prove as a contestant that you can think on the fly and you can find the best out of a tough situation. So even if a young woman or a a contestant, male or female, um, is not able to deliver on one question, I tell our clients on the VIP coaching program that, you know, if you're stumped, turn it into you. Because nobody knows who you are better than you, or no one knows your opinions better than you. And just trust yourself to get through it. So there are going to be those moments. Make the best of it and just fight through. Because so many women will stop and just break down. Just get through it. Though, If you're competing in a pageant, you're putting yourself out there enough to have that confidence. Believe in yourself enough to get through a tough question. I mean, it seems like life and death in that moment. I mean, we know that one of the greatest fears in this entire country of people is public speaking. And it's, I think it's higher than everything except death. Do you know if that's true, Stephen? Um, yeah, that, that is true. So if you're giving a, if you have the option between public speaking and dying, you would rather be, or like in a funeral scenario, you'd rather be in the coffin rather than giving the eulogy, which is crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but you know, it's like, it's all based on, um, the stories that you create around it. Like mm-hmm. last, let's see, two weekends ago, I was at a personal development conference. Um, Renata and I went and it was awesome, but there was 150 people there and I got up to, to ask a question from the microphone and I was having a conversation back and forth with, um, the individual in front of all these other peoples. And then I sat back down and Renata said, your pants are unzipped. <laughs> she said, I was mortified, but I was like, Oh, thanks for, thanks for telling me. And I just zipped up my pants. I'm like, well, everybody has a zipper on their pants. Right. So it doesn't matter. But if, that if you wear jeggings, you don't have zippers. Yeah, <laughs> true. But you know, if that would have happened to me five years ago, I would have been mortified. Um, and like when I was looking back, I'm like, how in the world did I forget that? And I'm like, Oh, I started talking to the instructor in the bathroom and he was next to the urinal beside me. And so we're peeing and I just conversation and I was so engrossed in the conversation. I just wasn't thinking. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's Whoa. How that happened. yeah. So <laughs> like, okay, that, that's why that happened. So of course, correct. So I, I share that story just to say, I mean, regardless of what happens, if you don't make a story behind it, that you're a victim or that you're silly or that this only happens to me, it can't affect you. So you just create a story that that serves you. So if you bomb interview for whatever the reason, just create a story that serves you and uh, Mm -hmm. you'll recover faster. And as a title holder, you are put in so many uncomfortable situations that as a judge, it is so endearing to me when a contestant can make an uncomfortable situation and come out on top and look like the hero because you know they're going to have awkward pickup lines. They are going to have moments where your eyelash is coming off. You don't realize <laughs> it. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. So to meet someone who's able to have that ebb and flow with whatever comes their way is, is so wonderful in an interview setting. So absolutely finding the best in a negative situation. So let me ask you this. Like if someone throws mm-hmm. out, you know, there's always that one judge, regardless of how the director tells them, they always ask just a stupid question. No other way. I mean, like I had a judge, they asked, um, describe yourself in terms of an ingredients of a pizza. So the girl's like, uh, so basically she had to make a pizza and say how each ingredient related to her personality. Crazy. How can you do something like, 
like take something like that to really market yourself as a title holder using your past, present, um, future equation? Sure. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'm out of practice, but we'll do our best. <laughs> so with, with those off the wall questions, I always think your creativity has to be on full force, not just to answer those questions, but to get out of those questions. And here's a word of caution. Those crazy questions, you may not want to take somewhere because if you're, so here's my pageant Patty answer to that question. Well, given that pizza is one of my favorite foods, here's what I would put on a toppings that would directly reflect my personality. First, I would start with banana peppers. They are bright and spicy and even a little sweet. And I would, of course, have lots and lots of cheese because when I'm not on my pageant diet, I am all about cheddar, gouda, brie, whatever you can give me cheese-wise, I am all about. So banana peppers and cheese would be the best representation, warm, gooey, and a little spicy. So that'd be my pageant perfect answer. Um, but then if I were to take it from there and say, and that sweet and spicy and warm personality fits very well within my platform of volunteerism, building stronger communities through service. It would just sound ridiculous, yeah, right? It would. It would. So for so if you have a one-minute interview, our goal with our coaching is to be able to get out at least two questions. So 30 seconds per answer. That way, if you get that silly question, you have one more to make up for it. And hopefully that judge has been prepped enough to know that what's your favorite shoe and what topics would you be on a pizza are not an appropriate series of questions. Um, and that way, whatever the next question is, that's really your opportunity. So not every single question has to be controlled. It's looking at the bigger picture of how long is my interview? Is it panel or round robin? Or what types of questions are really within my wheelhouse and what's what am I being handed on a silver platter to get to that those points I need to make. So if you get those off the wall questions, just answer them. I mean, be be you, be natural, find light, find comedy in those. And then when they come up with their second question, which we'd hope you have a second question at that point, if it's a, within a minute, you should really get at least two questions. Um, you can deliver there. So don't make a mountain out of a molehill with those silly questions. Yeah. And then, okay, so that's the pass. I, I feel like we've done pretty good about like saying, here's what I have done or like showing mm -hmm. that you've been prepared. How can you say mm -hmm. like the present, um, the present one? I I'm unclear about the examples of like how you can show what you're, is it what you're currently doing or what you're doing like right there in the interview? So it's what you're currently doing and it's, it can be a little bit meshed in with your past. It's usually the organizations you're working with, the types of appearances you've been booking and the programs you've been implementing. Um, and this can both be within your platform or just appearances as a title holder. Cause not every pageant requires you to have a platform. If you've worked with me, you know that I think everyone should have a platform because it gives you more to talk about and more depth, but again, to each their own, it's just my recommendation. Um, so it's talking about what you are doing in that moment. So I was a presidential fitness award winner in high school. That was way, way longer ago than I wish to admit. So it doesn't make sense for me to talk about it in my interview. It does though, if I'm my platform is fitness, makes us talk about my social media campaign where I'm building meal plans or connecting with um, Girls on the Run, which is an organization that encourages girls to get out and run outside and do mar half marathons or 5Ks. I don't even know. I just made that up. Sure. Um, sure. But whatever that is. So what you are doing in that time as a title holder that qualifies you to be 
the next title holder. Gotcha. So usually you're leveraging that. And that, again, fits in very much with that already component. Mm-hmm. And then that's your springboard to say, but when I win title XYZ, my plan is to utilize my my existing relationship with girls on the run to partner with the seven other chapters within our state. That's great. So that's your springboard. Um, and you said something that I wanted to shine a little light on. So is there a certain rule of thumb? I mean, certainly if you're like 25, don't use things in high school. <laughs> like you should have created more things to talk about in seven years than what happened when you're a sophomore, junior, or senior, right? Unless it was like crazy. Yes and no. Um, I think, so I've come across girls that have resumes that are chock full. Like there is no negative white space on the page. And that's just as bad as having an empty resume. And the reason for that is if you, if you have, well, in Miss America, you get 10 minutes in interview, but in most pageants, you get five or less. So if they're looking at that, and yes, they probably have glanced at it prior to your interview, but often cases they haven't. If their eyes can't find one thing to focus on, they're not going to remember anything. And they're going to end up asking you a general question versus something that you want them to ask you. So don't bury the good stuff is what I like to say. So I, I, I like to say, make everything on your resume has to serve a purpose. Yeah. As to show, give me a point and a reason. You're right in the sense you're not going to want to use something that's outdated, but you're also not going to want to throw every single award that you've had or activity that in the last few years to make it look like you've been busy. Um, so think critically. I always say put everything on a paper first and then edit it back. Yeah. Do you, do you want to spend time in your interview talking about this award or this event you were a part of or this fundraiser you went to. And if not, if it doesn't serve your larger purpose, take it off. Um, if it does, though, if your platform is fitness in America and you really are struggling, that's certainly something you can lean on if you had to. Um, but for the most part, I mean, pageant girls are pageant girls are pageant girls. We are a certain type of breed. We are dedicated. We're motivated. We're active. So I like to think that your resume would be able to fill itself with current up-to-date information, but don't feel like you have to overload it. Now, with that, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, you want to have a, a the centralized theme, right? So if you're mm-hmm. wanting to come across yeah. as X, all of the things on your paperwork need to align with X mm-hmm. or it gets the battle axe. Yes. Um, and it, just some insight, I don't know, if, like for the girls out there, um, like whenever I judge a pageant, and it is rare, uh, well, it's rarer now that I judge a pageant, but um, back when I was judging pageants pretty much like every other week, um, it was probably 10% of the time I would get the bios and the paperwork the, the night before. I mean, it was very minimum. And when I did... It, it, some of the times I was handed to them like right before I walked in to interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, not, it's very common. Yeah. So it, if I had the time, I would just go through the paperwork and I would circle whatever stuck out to me about the girl. Because I mean, if you have 50 mm-hmm. contestants and each contestants a page, I mean, basically you're reading a small, <laughs> you're reading a small book uh, before bed and then after traveling mm-hmm. all day, the judges are tired. So, and if they have family or drama going on in their personal life, et cetera, they might not have even done that. So to Jesse's point, a lot of times these people 
the very first time they see your paperwork is when you walk into the room and they flip it to page 16 mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, I got a quick yes. 30 seconds to scan and circle whatever interests me about this girl. And I know that some of the Miss USA system, co- state coaches, the state certified coaches are telling their contestants that make sure it's consistent. So your interests, your fun fact, and it's not about being monotonous and, and being one note. It's, I mean, I always compare Deshauna, Deshauna Miss USA had a very clear brand. I mean, there was no questioning. She was the women's empowerment, female in the military. I mean, that was her story and you bought it and you loved it and you were felt empowered by it. But what do you remember about her first up Miss Hawaii USA? Stunning, very tall. That's all I got. That's all I do. You remember anything about her, Stephen? No, I mean just that. I mean she she was, she was beautiful. Gorgeous. She was beautiful, gorgeous, and I think she was a volleyball player. Maybe those three things. But compare that to the brand that Dashana brought with her. Are you kidding? I mean, you can't compete with that. So it's about making that memory in the USA system and a lot of these systems with very short interviews with a lot of high stage content in your score. It's so important that that consistency is true so that they remember you. It's all about remembering. Well, and from a pageant like Miss USA, they're looking at national sponsors. And I mean, with her having such a strong brand all throughout the pageant, it was very easy to parlay that into appearances, to sponsorships, to other things that would really support her. And then if we're going to jump systems over to like Miss America, um, Nina Davalori, who she was the first Indian crowned uh, Miss America, and she did the very traditional dance, and she was very rich in her heritage and very proud of that, and it portrayed through interview. Um, even still today, she's getting booked like for speaking engagements um, mm-hmm. all over, and that's that's not common um, for Miss Americas or even mm-hmm. Miss USA's now, but because she had such a strong platform, it transcended. So the clearer you can get on your brand, um, the more you're going to be remembered. And that's true in pageantry and just in life. Mm-hmm. Right. A hundred percent. And there's a, there's a great quote. And I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember the exact quote. It was by, and we kind of transferred into Miss America land here, but it's okay. This is applicable for every system. Um, it was Heather, Heather Renee French when she was crowned Miss America 2000. And now she's Heather French Henry. She's an evening gown designer, uh, among other things. I shouldn't take that away from her. And she, I think her platform was veteran services maybe, but she said a quote about saying that when she was Miss America, she was considered the expert in that topic. So when a story came out about it, she was the one to call. Let's call Miss America on that topic. She's the expert. So you have to position yourself as a title holder, whether you have a platform or whether you just have um, an, a particular brand that you are focusing through as a title holder, um, to Stephen's point, to be remembered and have that focus. Think about that. Could you handle a phone call from CNN and deliver and if not, it's time to go to, go to work um, to get there. Because again, even if that platform is not scholarship based, you want to have that legitimacy behind you to get those marketing opportunities um, because they do so much for you personally and for your system. Yeah. And like with Pageant Planet, even like just our brand in general, like we have a very clear context internally of what we do. Like we don't do anything that doesn't help girls succeed in pageantry. So everything we post on social media, articles, et cetera, it's, it's under that context. And therefore, it's it's memorable. It's like, oh, you want to succeed mm-hmm. in pageant? Okay, well, go 
talk to the pageant planet. Like they help you. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it's applicable in life. It's applicable in business, applicable in pageantry, everything. Like if <laughs> you're not going to be remembered, if you don't have a very strong context or a very strong brand. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's um, what part of your equation would you say that that um, goes to? Would it be all? Yeah, of that's, it? Um, no, that's, I mean, yes, it really is all of them, but you really hit it home in your future because you're t- the past you're talking about your legitimacy, the fact that they can rely on you to come through, that you have history, that you have contacts. Your future is, here's how I'm going to leverage all of this. Here's what I'm going to do to put this pageant in a position for success, both in marketability and contestant recruitment, in memorability, um, in newsworthy content. So it falls into the future, how you can leverage what you've already done. So there is that. So if we're going to culminate everything in one sentence, taking what you've already done and parlaying it to what you will accomplish and using that to back it up. That's awesome. So. Um... Jesse, tell the girls or even guys who are listening um, how they can work closer with you um, if they wanted to hire you to to help them succeed at their next pageant. Yeah, of course. And I'm so happy to share we've had so much success this year with state title holders um, and various systems across the country. I mean, we've had even some national top five, international top five finishes. I'm so proud of that. So through our VIP membership, we have a few different options. Um, and you can check those out at pageantplanet.com forward slash pageant dash coaching. Um, and through that, the, the VIP membership allows you to have unlimited written correspondence with certified pageant coaches, myself and some other members of our team. So unlimited questions and 24-hour turnaround with your feedback. So if you want to submit your headshot, your paper, paperwork is a little bit longer, but that's disclosed. Um, headshot, wardrobe selections, because your wardrobe selection rolls up into that brand that we just talked about. Um, basic pageant week questions, preparation, all of that's included. In addition to that, unlimited mock interviews, unlimited, as many as you can book with a certified pageant coach, one-on-one video conferences with questions. Get that confidence under your belt to know that you can be in control of that interview because it is, I don't care who tells you what, it's one loss in the interview room. That is such fact. I can't even say it enough. I'll shout it from the rooftops. Um, But of course, if you're looking for more handholding, we do have one-on-one coaching options with our platinum program and a la carte sessions, but all that's available. Pageantplanet.com slash pageant dash coaching. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thanks, Stephen. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.